With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Truthfully Speaking Grace podcast. We're here today with two phenomenal. Um, filmmakers that are uh, located here in the Midwest and in Ohio region. And so I would like for them to talk about who they are, their truth in diversifying um, the film industry and what their struggles are and what their triumphs are and what kind of uh, vision that they can give to young uh, up and coming filmmakers, men, women uh, of all races that's trying to get into this industry. So. My name is Agatha Corbin, and I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to the two gentlemen um, that are here on my podcast. Introduce yourselves. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Jose Byers. I'm uh, Derek uh, Tlaib. I am one of the co-owners with Jose and uh, Rebecca Hart Franklin and another uh, owner, Alan Talib, of I-71 Movies. All right. Yay. Congratulations. Um, how did you get started in Thank the you. Thank film? Thank you very much. How did you guys get started? Um, how um, I got started was I used to do uh, theater and drama uh, with a church I attended um, called the Great Enough Players way back when. And oh, wow. so my... My acting started on, on a church stage. Um, then I went from uh, theater to kind of get into bodybuilding. And this is where I met Derek. Okay. And Derek was a, uh, a bodybuilder. He'd been a bodybuilder for a long time. And I wanted to bounce some ideas off of him. I'd seen him in the gym a couple of times before. I never really got the chance to talk to him. Um, then, you know, I asked him, you know, say, hey, man, do you think you could, you know, look at me, you know, and try to help me, you know, get my diet, my exercise right? And he was like, yeah, and, you know, whatever. Then um, I signed with a, an agency in the middle of, of doing bodybuilding, and he and I become, you know, had became good friends by then. And I, I asked him, I said, hey, man, do you think, uh, you think this would be a good idea? And he was like, oh, my goodness, you're getting representation from an agency? Yes, definitely. Um, and I was scared, so I, I had never done anything like that. So I sat on the contract for about 30 days, about a month, before I actually signed on it. Um, and then I went ahead and, and signed up, and then we went from, you know, uh, from there, I, I got some, you know, commercials, I got some print ads, some some modeling. And then our uh, our big, one of our big breaks was uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Wow, had, how cool! Yeah, I had gotten uh, uh, an audition or a uh, a uh, notification for an audition, and I told Derek about it, and I'll, I'll let him go from there. But I wasn't I wasn't going to do it at first. 
<laughs> See, that's usually how it works when you're doing this journey. It's usually when yeah. you don't really, eh, and that's really the right. blessing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you how we ended up. My, my background was I did theater mm-hmm. at Ohio University, and it wasn't my major, but I was able to secure like three lead roles in main stage plays without being a major at Ohio University. While I was there, we we get bored uh, during finals week, so we would write uh, movies and plays and actually shoot them. Uh, and one of the ones that I wrote was called uh, uh, Abraham Kane and Philly Lawless, and it ended up turning into a, a movie called Saint Gabriel that we were end up doing with Jose. Yes. But what happened was um, I had put that away for a long time, and then I met Jose at the gym, and he told me he was doing acting. He was trying to get ready for a bodybuilding show. And next thing you know, we became workout partners and best friends. And along the way, um, I told him about St. Gabriel that I had written and a long time ago. He goes, that sounds like a great story, man. You, know, you, should, you should do that. And so well, I said, yeah, you're right. So we started, I started actually writing it as a real script. But what happened was he got Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, sent to him to audition for it. And he actually contacted me and said, hey, man, something maybe you want to do because looking for African-Americans to play like uh, soldiers or military. And I said, well, you should go. He's like, no, I don't know if I should go. I don't know if I should go. I said, yeah, I'll still go if you go. And he said, well, I'll wait and see. So he, it took him. He said it takes three people to let him know something before he'll actually do it. Right. And so I was the second person to say he should go. So the third person said, yeah, you go. <laughs> so we all went went to the audition. Gaitha. I'm losing you. Hold on. Uh, to clean up. Okay. I think we got you back now. We got you back now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we ended up uh, traveling to Cleveland for the audition and what happened was we went there and they changed the location on us. Oh, wow. So this location, yeah. And so we got there and there was this guy that also went to the same location and we said, look, we know where the location is. You give us a ride there and uh, we'll get you into the audition. So he said, all right, cool. So we got in this car, went to the uh, audition. There was a line that went all the way around the building. Oh, we wow. When we first got there, we had no idea that the line went around the building. We walked into the library. It was at the uh, Metropolitan Library. We were saying, well, where are the auditions for Captain America? Oh, so, oh they're right down the steps down there. <laughs> we yeah. walked right in. That's not- <laughs> yeah. Divine because- appointment. <laughs> yes. There were 5,000 people there. 5,000? We had 5,000, and we walked right past all of them up the steps and said, hey, where's the audition at? He goes, in these rooms? All right, cool. We walked right past it and sat down, and we're like, okay. And how they do it, you're sitting there like, we're sitting here like this. They'll have two or three people go in at a time, hand you the script, and you'll take the script and have to do a reading in front of a wall and say your name, your height, all that kind of stuff. And so Jose went first, he did his thing. I got to see him audition. And then I went after him and I auditioned. And 
it was funny. This one guy didn't even have headshots. We, we were helping him get his headshots together on a computer and stuff so he could actually audition. But so we did that. We left. And Jose got a call back. And what was impressive was they chose him out of the 5,000 there, out of people in Atlanta, and out of people in uh, Los Angeles. So there was thousands upon thousands of people that actually auditioned for this. I didn't get the call. So what happened was he was down there for a month filming. And I'm at work, and I get a call, and it says, uh, hi, this is Marvel Studios. And I go, yeah, okay. I'm yeah, right. Funny. Yeah, like, what? really? Because <laughs> it's been a month. So I'm like, they go, hey, you still want to be in Captain America? I go, sure. Why then, not? <laughs> exactly. Let's say you want to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or you want to be a, a police officer. I said, whatever you want. They look, okay, you're going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So we went down and we filmed. We were down different days filming different things. But what we did that helped us is we were what was called preferred extras. What that okay. means is you work with all the main actors. Oh, and wow. so we worked with every single main actor in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, ex except Samuel L. Jackson. I covered most of the bad guys. He got most of the good guys and some bad guys. He got Robert Redford, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Chris Evans. I got Chris Evans, um, Frank Grillo, and some of the other bad guys. And <laughs> it was funny because instead of being there and going, wow, working with these people, we were actually asking them questions about how to get into the film industry. What was your There you go. So that was your moment, that truth for mm -hmm. you right. to get from the the, the, mm -hmm. the pinnacle of action film, mm -hmm. you know. I, I'm a you know, right. I am a geek. Okay. Me and my sons, when when they were young, we would go to those movies, Marvel movies. The Marvel movies was our mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. yes, I'm right. a Sister from the hood that loves the Marvel film. So this is just so That's right. <laughs> So okay, so Derek, at that moment, did it shift mm -hmm. for you? What what happened with me really was I talked to the Russo brothers okay. uh briefly and they kind of inspired me to go, you know what? I thought we instead of being the person that's going, God, I hope they call. I hope they call me back so I can get a part. I said, I'd rather own it and be the one calling people and giving them an opportunity. Yes. I said, and I said, uh, I talked to Jose, and he and I are just like right on the same page. And he's like, yeah. He goes, why work for somebody else? We can do it ourselves and create for ourselves, give opportunity to ourselves. And it was Frank Grillo. The, Frank Grillo was one of the guys, was one of the main bad guys in the movie. He played uh, Crossbones. Uh, in this movie, yeah. He, he was in a fight on the elevator, and he was, like, one of the main bad guys that fought Captain America. Mm -hmm. And Frank told Jose, well, you'll never be able to do this in Ohio. You need to move to New York if you want to do this. New York or L.A. And that struck a, a you know, a nerve with me, because I'm like, no, you guys are here filming this in Cleveland. I said, we're not in New York. We're not in L.A. We're here in Ohio, and we're filming it here. So I told Derek, I said, dude, that gave me motivation to do this even more. I'm like, I want to prove him wrong. I love there you go. If you ever watch this, I love you, bro. We we had a good time on set, but man, you lit a fire under me, and I was like, I, I'm not gonna stand for that. Never tell tell, tell someone with ten, a tenacious spirit. Right. No. <laughs> right, right, right. Because right. this makes us work harder to prove you wrong. There you go. Right. So so thank you, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happened was we got we really got our break, and this is why I think it's, it's very interesting because we're talking about. Um, 
diversity and minorities, giving each other chances. We got a real break when we worked on a project uh, with Nicole Bowles, who had a uh, real life story about her life. And she needed us to uh, write the script for it and direct it and produce it. So we just, we're really just going to do the direct. So we wrote it and directed it for her. She was our first chance, which gave me the experience in writing a script. And uh, her story is really strong. So like we always told her, once we get on our feet strong enough, we're going to go back and do her, her story right because it's a very good gripping story. And we always give credit to Nicole Bowles who's a sister that actually said, hey, you know what? Let me give you guys a chance to do this for me. And so we started doing it. It was uh, uh, It's going to be a, a television show or a movie. We haven't decided yet called A Child Called Miracle that uh, I'm going to write and Jose's going to help me direct it um, to go back and, and give back to what she did for us. So um, that goes right into what have you worked on? What are some of your past uh, films that you've written, you know, uh, produce, acted. <laughs> so um, give us some titles there. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's see. We go with Jose was more the actor. I was more the writer, director. Okay. Jose uh, has done, what was the first thing you did when you met Kevin? Uh, it was a film in Cincinnati called, uh, no, it was in Cleveland called Lux and Tenebris. Um, it had Eric Roberts in it. Um, Julia Roberts' brother. Mm -hmm. uh, he was. He was. I, I didn't get to work with him because he was in the the first part of the movie, and I was more towards the middle end with Derek. Um, we did that one. Of course, you know about Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I did uh, I Am Wrath, and Derek did too. Yeah. That film here in, in Columbus with John Travolta and Chris Maloney. So wow. he that one. So and uh, I did the tank. He did the tank. Uh, we almost. We almost were in. Uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that was, it, yeah, it was funny because we went there for the audition in Bat for Batman vs Superman. It was in Detroit, yeah. and there was again five thousand people, yeah. and we were. We time we had to wait in line. Yeah, we we had to wait in line on this one. No, it was cool. No, no, no special walk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, no special walk this time. But what was cool is we walked into this crowded auditorium, right? And the casting director goes, "Hey, Jose and Derek, what are you guys doing?" Get up here and they moved us right up there and they said we'll get you guys in some clothes and everything else and the casting took the, the when they were shooting mm -hmm. took place when we were shooting uh our first incarnation of saint gabriel okay so, so we wrote i've written saint gabriel i wrote uh chalk called miracle uh kingdom of darkness uh a wicked breed uh dark iris um the feature dark iris um, I'm now writing a holiday uh, film, a faith-based film, and uh, there's one other one, right? I can't remember what it is. It's one of the uh, uh, TV show. Uh, oh, yeah, and a, and a television show uh, called you, Let's Force. just throw that in. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. The thing we've been doing is we got offered uh, to do St. Gabriel uh, in L.A., New York, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Atlanta. And really? they, they like, Yeah, they like the script. They like what we're, what we're trying to do. And what we ended up doing was wanting to keep it here in Ohio because this doesn't exist in Ohio. Yeah. And we kind of want to own it. We kind of want to be the ones responsible for bringing that here. So we've turned down some offers because we want to try and do it here. Um, oh wow! We would lose the um, the creativity part. We would we the ownership of that. They would yep. want to take it over. They want the idea, but then they want to take it over. And Derek is like, no, I, I wrote this. This is close, near, dear to my heart. I want to keep it. Right. So we we turn a lot of people down because we want to do it here in Ohio. We want to keep the creative control of it, and we want to cast people from. There's a lot of talent here. Yes, there is. Here. And, and we want to use our people here. And, and when we did, which uh, builds. Yeah builds economic growth in right. our own community which yes, we right. need especially right. in the entertainment industry right which goes into what we're doing a wicked breed which we we started doing jose and i learned is that you do the business first and the creativity second because you have to figure out how do you make your money and how do you prepay pay your investors and how do you make it a viable uh repeatable business model and so we've created a business model that actually works so what we're doing is we're, we're networking with a lot of people that uh, kind of are movers and shakers in the arts community right now, like John Doherty uh, and a few other people. He's uh, one of the directors uh, in the Columbus Film Commission. And we're working with a lot of other people whose names I won't throw out, but they're big enough people that they are helping us. And we really appreciate the help we're getting. We launched a Seed and Spark campaign. Uh, for our next week we could read because we want to keep it here mm-hmm. so we're trying to do a crowdfunding platform for that uh so if you want to give we'll give you the information for that mm-hmm. yes but, we're going to well, talk about that uh, definitely get that information out there on the show we will definitely have it on the podcast <laughs> uh, absolutely um, absolutely so let's just then go into um the crowdfunding project what is that project well, the crowdfunding project, what it is, is I wrote, because I'm not telling you we need to do the business piece first. And a lot of projects, you'll have to have a named actor uh, for them. Mm-hmm. But with horror, you don't necessarily need a named actor for it. It helps because there's pre-sales and uh, foreign uh, distribution, and it helps with you know, streaming, it helps having a face on the box. Mm-hmm. But with horror, it really is the concept and what is the actual movie. So you don't need a lot of named actors for it. Again, it helps, but you don't have to have it. So I decided to write a horror film uh, called The Wicked Breed. And what we wanted to do was we don't need a whole lot of money. We can shoot the movie anywhere for seventy-five to 100,000 to 3 million. I wrote it for all the budgets. Okay. Because I write for targeting what we may have possibly need to make the movie. And when you shoot a movie, what happens is the, a lot of the funding 
is tied up in named actors. Mm -hmm. So you may only have to pay X number of dollars to actually film a movie, but say you have, I don't know, Bruce Willis in it, and Bruce Willis is a million dollars. So say you can, you can shoot the movie for 100000 but now it's a million plus 100000 because now you got Bruce Willis for the million and you need 100000 to pay all your crew. Mm -hmm. So that's when your, your money comes in. And then you have CGI effects and post-production and all that kind of stuff. Marketing. Marketing, yeah. Uh, is it going to be a theater release? Is it going to go straight to streaming? Is it going to go to video on demand? Yes, exactly. right. And so you have to think about all that. And then with what we're, our business model is, right now we want to do movies that are $100,000, $300,000, or a little bit below. Okay. Because In Ohio. We, in Ohio, right. We did Dark Iris, which was our first film. And we, I, we, what happened was we're doing St. Gabriel, right? And the two cinematographer and our sound guy that we had, they were on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So they were really good. And they liked our script. They said, look, man, we'll give you a deal. We'll work uh, cheaper because we like you guys. And, but we can't do it that week. So I said, okay, get everything set up for that week. So a short called Dark Iris. And I wrote it on 15 minute, in 15 minutes on my lunch hour because wow. I wanted to test. It was crazy. I wanted okay. to test okay. our cinematographer that we're going to Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. How you write a movie on your lunch break? <laughs> that, that's fascinating. That means you are too <laughs> talented. His brain. His brain never stops. It wait a minute. Stop. It, it, it's on YouTube right now. Right. Right, it's it's a nine minute short film on YouTube called Dark Iris. If you get a chance, check it out. Oh yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, because what happened was, yeah, yeah, we shot it in a, on a, on a, in one day for about six hours. For six hours, yeah. and then we edited it and slapped it up on YouTube and said, okay, that's cool. Now we know we can trust this guy to shoot. Did a good job, and we forgot about it. Well, somebody in California saw it and goes, hey, you should enter this. In our a year later, mind you, we yeah. get up there a year later, and we totally forgot about because we move on another oh, stuff. Yeah, like you know, because right. that brain is already written for right, ten other right. films. <laughs> right, right. And I'm sitting there, and what Dark Iris was. I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be cool if somebody had a stalker, and that stalker was a uh, trained assassin, a trained killer? What would they do if they had that kind of stalker? Mm -hmm. Then I thought of a whole twist about them having a stalker. And I said, oh, I can write this. And I wrote it in like, I said, 15 minutes. So what ended up happening was we shot that. We got put in a film festival in California. They asked us to put in a film festival. We won uh, yeah. that film festival. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it came back here, and somebody heard about it named David Gwynn, who's another screenwriter. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, this is a nice story. I like what you guys did with it. I'd like to work with you guys and do make this a feature film. And so David worked with us, and so we made it a feature film. Um, as part, and part of our origin story, we wanted to be, like I said, we, we push diversity and we push uh, making women have strong roles in these films because a lot of times I noticed in films and say to Jose, is they make women garnish on the side. Like, oh, and here's the wife or here's the girlfriend. And, and I'm like, no. Thank so, you. Thank you. <laughs> women, thank right, you. Right. <laughs> right. Like Regina King's kicking butt in Watchmen. Right? And she has an Emmy a nomination for that. Again. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm talking about. So we ended up 
bringing on uh, the female to work with us, who's the co-owner, you'll talk to her eventually, is Rebecca Hart Franklin. Who, yeah, uh, really, Yeah, she, she really busted her butt, worked with us, impressed us, and so you know, let's bring her on as more than just an actress and a producer. So we actually let her be part owner of the company because we thought this is the kind of work ethic we want from people. And she understood the vision of diversity that we wanted to push. And we're big on that, big on strong female roles. And that's what attracted her. We are very big on having women have more, uh, like when I write something and you, when you see the film, Dark Iris, the movie, the feature film, not the short, there's a role that was written that was written for a man. And we said, no, let's give it to a woman because it makes no difference. It's yeah. a strong yeah. role. And let's make let's give it to a uh, woman and twist it around. Because I played the role on the in the short, and in the film, we gave it to another actress uh named uh Mary Lee Osborne, who did a great job with it. And oh, we wanted wow. to give it. And so we made strong roles for our female characters. So that's one of our things we're big on is giving strong female roles, um, pushing diversity, um, putting diversity not just behind the camera, but in front of the camera as well. Um, we try to put a mixed bag of everybody in our films. So what what do you think are the biggest challenging challenges facing minority filmmakers and independent filmmakers right now? Other than COVID, because COVID right now is the boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID is messing everybody. <laughs> so I say on all my podcasts, COVID now has become the boss of yes, right, every right. industry, of every genre, of every mm-hmm. household, and everyone in the world, particularly right, right. right now in the United States. Right. But besides that, what are some of the challenges that someone, um, a minority uh, filmmaker, right now has or independent filmmaker and i really want to hear that truth yeah one of the challenges that we're we're experiencing right now uh is that um ohio central ohio columbus area central ohio they don't understand the the entertainment uh entertainment market Mm -hmm. they there are like okay i know movies are made uh i see movies being made uh they don't really know how they're made they don't know how much it costs to make it, they don't know how to get the, the return on their investment back. And the thing about what we can do here opposed to Hollywood is let's just say we, we make a movie and we send it out to Hollywood. They will not look at it if it's under a million dollars. They won't even touch it. They won't even, they won't even look at it. Right. We did, we did a movie, we, we did our, uh, like you're talking about truth, one of the biggest truths is money. Yeah. Because what happens is there's people that have, both loads of money, but because Ohio is more of a brick and mortar uh, place where the, I need to see a building, I need to see a product, mm-hmm. this is how you make the product, this is how, you, how many widgets you make, this is how much I pay for the widgets, that's how Ohio kind of works with its, with its money. But there's a big art scene here that doesn't understand that there's a multi-billion dollar business in industry they can actually bring here right. if yeah. they use the right yeah. business model. Right. And what's going on is being a minority it's one, hard to get in to the industry without being a minority. So you can double that being a minority. And part of the reason is there's nobody teaching how do you make a film. There's nobody that's doing quality control. For example, anybody that has an iPhone can make a film. What happens is they make that movie, it's garbage, and people think, 
that's what you can do. And that makes other people not want to give money to other projects. Mm -hmm. Your the first thing I would tell any up and coming filmmaker is one, business first, art second. Yep. Two, you have to make something quality. Mm -hmm. If it isn't quality, right. they're not going to be interested in it. Right. Don't cut any corners. I mean, make it how you want to make it, and you can do it on a budget, and you can still make a, a quality film. Like I was telling you, like. Uh, LA won't look at anything under a million dollars. We don't have to have a million dollars to make a quality film. Right. You know, we, we can do what we are given and we can still put all the, the, the bells and whistles on it that we, we would need to make a quality movie. And what we, and what we have to do and as far as the challenge is getting people not to think money first. Okay. And I mean that from if I know somebody that has a really quality camera, right? Mm -hmm. and good lenses, that means it's going to be a nice quality look to the film. You want to think about that. You want to pay your sound guys. You want to pay your crew. You got to make sure your crew's taken care of. You got to make sure you have quality equipment. Because if you can do that, it'll make the quality of the feature look better and thus make your stuff look better. You can't cut corners to make a quality feature film or a short. Because so you take you care of your staff. You take care of yes. your workers. And and, and right. that is an awesome truth that a lot of, I also in my other life do small business development, nonprofit development back in the day. So uh, we always talk about if you want to build any kind of business, you always want to make sure that the people that work for you and with you are taken care of because it makes you look good. It's, it, it, you have no other choice right. but to have a great product. So I, I really love this part of this podcast. And I can tell you this, what, we, what we've done is this. If you have 100% of the profit, right? Normally what happens is you have an investor, the investor gets whatever they invested plus 15%. So say somebody gives you $50,000 and they get their $50,000 plus 15% back. And the other people don't get anything until they get that back. So what you can do is there's another 50% of the movie. 50% goes to the investor. The other 50% can be broken down and broken up. So you can, I, we've done far business model for like St. Gabriel and a couple of our projects is we've taken and given a percentage to the crew and to some of the main actors. So we may not at first, at first go, okay, here's your 1500 or whatever you're getting to be in this role, right? Or here's your money. Uh, to be doing the camera work or whatever, or editing. We'll say, okay, here's also a little percentage on the back end. So say this movie goes on forever. Because movies go off as long as you want to. As long as that movie makes money, they will get 2%, 5% forever of whatever that movie does. Right, because they're with us long. I mean, making a movie is not a, a, an eight-hour, five-hour job. I mean, sometimes you're 12, 13, 14 hours. And when we were doing Dark Iris, 20 hour days making this film because I mean we only had two weeks to make it so everybody just dug in and yeah there were some long days we almost worked Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 24 hours one day. Yeah. And, so they and become yeah. family. They become oh, yeah. that family. Right. And you, and you become a team so that you know they know you. You know them. They know what you want to see. Uh, they'll be invested in the project because, one, they're going to get some money on the back end. And two, uh, they want to see the quality of work because they believe in you. We have a lot of people that believe in us and in our projects. Mm-hmm. And as we go further up in the industry and we move further along, we're, we're not going, oh, well, we made it now. Goodbye. We're actually still using these people and they're going to grow with us. Which is if- job growth, workforce yes. development. Hello, right. Ohio. That's one of your biggest things. Workforce yes. development. Okay, right. I have to put that tag out. <laughs> yes, yes. Economic growth in the industry. We want to, we want to bring a multi-billion dollar industry here. We want to uh, train and get our talent here because we have a lot of talent here in the Midwest, yes. especially in Ohio. Yes. And three, we want to make sure and ensure that we put out quality uh, product. And Jose and I, as far as independent film, the biggest problem everybody runs into is money. So you end up getting these cheaper versions and they try to pass off independent film and stuff they see at from Cannes Film Festivals, where it's got a list of all these stars in it. And because it didn't take a million dollars, it took 500000 It's an independent film. And we're talking about real independent film where it's like they don't have any money. They're trying to work for peanuts to get people uh, to do it long hours. That independent film, you have to have support and infrastructure that we have here, but we have to get people that have money in the arts community to invest in the right people. Because everybody, I have to put this in a nice way. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> okay, it's being the truth. You can't give money to everybody because everybody's projects are not of equal stature. If you're trying to grow something, you gotta give money to the, the people that are already ready to go and want to do it here and can do it at a quality level. Okay. How do you, you uh, base that? is if they have a business model. Yes. If they have a business model and they have it broken down of, okay, we're going to make the movie for X, Y, and Z. This is all the things that we need in place to make it happen. Finances, you know, uh, distribution, uh, your market, sales, all that stuff, your demographics, everything. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be calculated and put into a business plan. So when you go ask somebody for money and they're like, well, why am I giving you money? This is why you're giving us money because X, Y, and Z. Because right. you have a final, you have an actual, uh, actual excellent package. Right, and, right, and, right. And that's what in the business world, in our world, that's what we want to see. We want to see our investment in return and what mm-hmm. our name mm-hmm. is. Because, right. yeah, we're giving our money, but we're also giving our right. name. Right, absolutely. That product. 
Okay, yeah. brothers, preach. This is true. This is what <laughs> our young, yeah. up-and-coming producers, directors, even in the music industry, because yes. the one thing about my, my millennial sons and nieces and, 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 and business owners are educating me is that mm -hmm. they tell me, it's a lot of trash out there, mom. Yes. And they, mm -hmm. and they show it to me. And, right. the, and, and no disrespect to whatever artist, but even in their mind, this is not mm -hmm. quality and they're throwing mm -hmm. money at them and they're yes, putting right. it out there thinking right. that's that's what we want to hear. And that's right. not what they want to hear. And another thing, down for you, see. Another thing, what you want to do, why you want to have a business plan is because you're going to get some people in the industry that are not honest. And they're going to try to rip you off. No. If you have your business plan in place, you're going to be able to see that before it even happens. You're yeah. like, no, 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 we didn't talk about this percentage. We talked about this. Yeah. And if you have everything in writing, they can't, they can't, they can't rip you, you can't off. Play with a lot of people, they'll sell their soul because they want something out there. Oh, like I want, I want to do, I want to do right. it. And then they get ripped off so bad. Right. The little basic things, yeah. like anytime you have a project, you set up an LLC for that mm -hmm. project. So yeah. if you have a movie. And say the movie, like say the Wicked Breed. A Wicked right. Breed will be its own business entity. Mm -hmm. And so if you LLC and have a contract set up for a Wicked Breed. Not I some of the movies, we're right. producing it, but a Wicked Breed will be its own business. So money will go into a Wicked Breed. Right. And then if anything happens, it's a Wicked Breed that gets in trouble, not us. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, you have to do that because movies fail. Accidents happen on set, all kinds of stuff. You have, oh, have insurance. Hold it. All stuff. <laughs> Right, right, right. Right, and and the thing is, it's like Jose was saying, it's a business model. When we work, like we have certain people we work with, we have, and that's the thing I think is one of our strengths. We have very competent, very uh, committed people. We do have uh, several artists that are tied to us that we have any we have anything to say. Look, I'll drop what I'm doing to come work for you. We have people that are. And doing behind the scenes stuff. I'll work with you guys. Let me know what you need to do, what you need. Because we try to, Alan, my brother, he, he helps with our marketing. We have another guy named Ray that does a marketing for us. Uh, we have Rebecca, who uh, is like one of our producers. She's a co-owner, but she's also a producer. Uh, she, she has her own little company that she's working with too. We have our own little company we're working with. But together, we make Ice movies. And we come together, we're, we're pretty doggone strong. We all have yeah. different strengths to bring it together. Um, and we bring in different connections and network, we network, we network, we network. Because we know that in the end, it's the product that we want to be uh, upfront. We want to do a quality product and put our names to it. And okay. the, the thing that got us over with Dark Iris was the biggest critique we had about it Somebody said, well, I would change this and change that. It's going to be a little bit better. But for a million dollars, I can see what you guys are trying to do. And we said, a million dollars? We didn't make it for a million dollars. How much did you make it for? And we told them how much you made it for. They're like, okay, game changer. How did you? They started asking us, how did you do this for that little money? So and you when we told them, the paradigm shift for yes, you. Yes, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. With the help of our team. And we have a good team. That's why I'm saying we do grow with your team you get your ride or dies you put them in your in your car you go and you you think about you you, you have their back regardless of anything that happens 
because what's going to happen is I always tell our team, uh, and especially our owners, our ownership group, we always say, look, all good bands break up because somebody's going to get in your ear and say, you know what? You're the lead singer. Why do you need to be in this group? Start you tearing do your it own down. thing. Yes, start tearing it down. Mm-hmm. And you have to have the fortitude to go, no, no, no. We are a group. The Rolling Stones have Mick Jagger, but Mick Jagger is not just the Rolling Stones. And he knows he needs to be with that group. He does his own thing by himself, but they're still the Rolling Stones. Yeah. It takes four people to make the Beatles, right? And what what happened to um, Cool and the gang when JT left? You see what I'm saying? You can't have where somebody's like, oh, I'm, I'm bigger than the rest of the whole. No, we're a, we're a unit. We are a team. We're a unit. We have to look at it that way. Everybody has their strengths. If somebody's time to move up to the front, they move up. If somebody's time to go back, they move back. Uh, there's been times Jose's had to direct. There's been times that I've had to set back because I was in a scene, and then Beck's had to direct, and then uh, we've had other people had to step up and do different things because we all work synonymously as a unit, and that's what it's going to take. And you have to be willing to put ego aside mm-hmm. to think of what is the goal. Okay, so stop right there. So how do you mean in the entertainment industry, at least what I have witnessed or have colleagues in it, Mm -hmm. um, in other cities like Atlanta, New York, within the theater and out in LA, is egos. That's how Mm -hmm. they make their move is based on that person's ego, which ironically, because of COVID, okay, and because Mm -hmm. of the economic shift, in our country, that ain't working anymore. It's got to go back to actual talent and actual, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, production and unit. But mm-hmm. how do you how do you work around that about egos? Because in the entertainment industry, that it's like sports. It's all about the ego. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Right. Well, one of the things, that, and that's a good question that you ask, is but one of the things that Derek and I always talk about, it's like at the end of the day what's best for I-71 movies going forward? You know, it's like, we can't have all these egos pulling us in different directions because we'll never reach the goal that we're trying to achieve. So we always have to put ego aside and say, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to, um, you know, ingest something or learn something new because everybody has great ideas. But at the end of the day, we all have to go in the same direction. And, and yeah, and think of putting nothing about our team. It's like, yeah. We call ourselves the Little Mini Avengers because we have oh. Jose, myself, yeah. uh, um, Rebecca. We have a young lady we just took on uh, as a producer, Charlotte Galbraith. Oh. We have uh, one of our uh, set uh, production people, Mary Petty. We have our makeup person, Sophia Romora. We have our camera people, uh, Angie Thames, Jordan Graytech, Mike Fisher, Justin, Justin Malinke. All these people are like people that we cannot do this without because they're that important. But the biggest part is we have a lot of love for everybody. We we genuinely love everybody that works with us. We have actors that, sure, we have people audition for us that are like, uh, oh, this person's been in this, they've been in that, been in this. The first question we ask, well, are they really better than somebody that we already know? Or are we just in love with the fact they did these other products? Because I'd rather take somebody that we've worked with, like say Tim or Kevin or whoever that we've worked with, London, yeah, London, London, yeah, London Grace, London Grace's other young lady, she's been on other productions and everything like that, and bigger productions, but she 
continues to work with us and she's become a producer, she's gonna be a producer for us on um, A Wicked Breed. And yeah, it's, and it's just crazy because everybody to a man says, we love working with you guys because we show the actresses respect. Mm -hmm. We show the actors respect. We give them room to grow within the roles. We uh, listen, listen. Yeah, and we, we don't, we, there are no egos. I mean, we're business owners. Obviously, we're going to take care of the business, you know, first as first and foremost. But we can put our ego inside and actually get on the level of everybody else and be like, hey, man, we're all in this together, man. Mm -hmm. we, we're trying to move forward with everyone. So right. if you which ride is, with us, we're going to ride with you. Which, which is sort of like what I like about you guys and your group, which I am just so honored. And I'm honored that our nonprofit on that side is, mm -hmm. you know, a partnership with you is that you're yes. transparent. Yes. <laughs> PRC. <laughs> Um, That's right. That <laughs> is that you're transparent. You're transparent. You're a yes. transparent company. And yes. to me, for the Ohio, yes. Midwest, conservative, whatever role, whatever environment it in, you're the you're a good model of that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I well, wanted you. you and asked you to be on this show because I wanted, for truthfully speaking, Grace has changed the game to hear the, I want to say just the everyday, but the phenomenal everyday business owner, filmmakers, mm -hmm. artists. Um, authors, mm -hmm. speakers, um, all of that to tell their truth because you are able to touch those residents in Ohio, uh, Illinois, Indiana quickly and, and really mold them and make them better artists because that's right. your model. Am I speaking over time? It, it sounds like your model is making everyone, not just the economy better, but the workforce better. Right, right, right. Because right. we want what we think is this is like you have to have a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, you have to have we have a strong we have a uh, most people that work with us have a strong. I know from the, our owners, our four owners, we have a strong faith in God. Yes, and we yes. all we, and we all pray. Mm -hmm. We pray before we do anything. We ask God to give us direction and tell us where we need to go with things. Yes. And we, are, we have a strong we have strong families that support us because there's times that I'm working till one o'clock in the morning, my wife's like, go ahead and do what you got to do, oh. you know, and we could, oh, we and, have to take a trip out of town somewhere. Yeah. You know, meet with some people. Right. He's, he's got kids. He's got to like, Hey, can you understand that dad's got to go do this right now? And, uh, Rebecca's got kids and she's got to say, Hey, I got to go to Columbus. She's in Florida. I go to Columbus and do this, that, and the other. And Alan's, we all, we have regular jobs too. So we're working regular jobs and doing this on top of it. So we have to have Same strong here. families, <laughs> you know. So uh, uh, advice I give to upcoming artists is you have to work. You have to work and understand that if you get a chance, say it takes you three, four, five years to do it, and then you make it. If you're doing this for the rest of your life, who cares about three, four, five years? Right. That's why that business plan is important because you start setting it up because you don't want to just do something as a hobby and not make money out of it. Especially you do not want to do it like a hobby. <laughs> right, right. You want to do it like a job. So get that business plan in place so when that time comes, you can transition into doing what you love for the rest of your life and make money at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? This right. is so and phenomenal, guys. Um, <laughs> you've touched on every point. So what are your future goals as a whole for I-71 movies? What is, what is your major 
goals for your company? Well, we're going to grow it. Uh, is what first thing we want to do is this. First, short term, we want to get a Wicked Breed done because we want a Wicked Breed. It'll be the first thing that we've done where it's produced uh, by us with sponsorship dollars from within the community of Ohio. We're trying to do this with sponsorship dollars within Ohio's business model because we want to show that people, it's almost like if, if you can follow me on this, we want to put a consortium together of producers so that we say that you have each person bring in, say, I don't know, $20,000, $30,000, $50,000. So you have a pool of money that you can produce three or four movies a year. And out of those three or four movies a year, you can start making money off those and then take that money to make more movies the following year and then grow it from there. But you have a consortium together of producers from the business community that are putting money into it because, for example, you see a Coke uh, can in a movie, some they, Coke paid for that can to be there. Yes, they did. <laughs> and there's so many ways, for example, people that did Dark Iris with us, a lot were independent uh, film people. Okay. And uh, many of them had never had their work ever seen because it never got out. And oh. right now, many of them are like, wait a minute, this got distributed? You go, of course it got distributed. That's what we did it for. Yeah, we're like in 11 countries now. 13? Thir I'm sorry, 13 countries. 13 countries. And and streaming in, in on Amazon Prime and streaming on Voodoo. And, and the thing is, we can do better because we know more now. We know more because people, like we want to do with other people, took us under their wing, like Trinity and a few other people, yeah. and said, hey, you know what? I see what you guys are doing. Here's what I want you guys should do to get to that next level. So they say, and they told us. I mean, people from L.A. told us, because you guys are this close. Here's what you need to do to get to the next level. They took time with us and said, do this. Literally, I was told by um, one of our friends, Trinity Houston, who's out in LA. She's a hustler. She said, um, let me tell you, you guys are very close. Here's what you need to do. Nothing is more important to me than my time, which I'm giving to you now to help you guys because you guys are this close. Mm -hmm. And we appreciated that. So we're taking that advice and doing what we need to do to get there. And it's going to take all of us to do it, all growing in the right direction, growing in the same direction. We just need people to that have the money to believe in us and understand that we can bring a billion-dollar industry here on the ground floor to Ohio and not be afraid of it. And that's yeah. what I want is to be a legitimized movie production company here in Central Ohio. We want to be like the Tyler Perry of Atlanta. We want to do yeah. it. Which yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. And we can do it. We have every faith that we can do it. And absolutely. And I we always we always say, Jose and I always say, we we tell uh Alan and Rebecca the same thing. Said so God didn't start us on this path to not finish. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. the great yeah. finisher. So he's he gonna is finish the author and the finisher of faith. Yes. And you yes, are right. walking it out. Yes. Yeah. Everything I told you, everything we've done, we trace our steps backwards. Mm -hmm. Every single thing, every roadblock we learned something from mm -hmm. to help us in something that was coming. Right. When we were driving up to Cleveland, mm -hmm. we, uh, coming back from Cleveland at 2 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. tired. Um, and having to go to work, we're like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? Right. We're doing it because I learned how to write a script. I learned how to write a script. I learned how to, oh, film, no, I learned how to write. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it was something that we learned. 
But the thing about that is we always progress forward. Mm-hmm. We've always moved forward with everything that we've done. Like Derek was saying, we've learned something, we've moved forward, we have applied that to the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing. Always learn something. Always take something away from something, whether it be negative or good, take something away from it and learn from it and then go forward with it. Like, you're talking about your son. Uh, he does music, right? Uh, my well, youngest. We, yeah, uh, he, he does produ- produce uh, He's on the production side. Right. So check it out. When we did Dr. Iris, we said, well, let's get music from people here in Ohio. So we have like three or four original songs do, yeah. that are from Ohio uh, recording artists. That's Gina Ferraro, Miranda, yeah, Miranda Cornette, and a few other people. And the thing is, they're Tim Novotny. Yeah, Tim Novotny. This guy's an actor, director, producer, and he does music. And we use some of his music for this, and he's in the movie. And the thing is, now their stuff and is in thirteen countries. And we won for best soundtrack. We were in mm-hmm. uh, uh, another f- film festival. Right. We won for best produced film, best uh, sound score, and Rebecca won for a uh, best actress. So we won three out of wow. ten. Wow! Right. Well, let's end this. What what advice for up and coming filmmakers? Your final advice um, for those type of business owners and. What kind of advice do you give them? What is your last word? And then I'm going to have you, again, advertise the project <laughs> that we're collaborating <laughs> with. But what is, the, what is the advice that you give? Simply is, is um, get a business plan, um, first and foremost. Yes. Um, be true to yourself and your art. Um, always learn something new. Always progress forward. Always keep that in mind that, you know, you don't want to just do this as a hobby. You want to actually make a living from it one day. So d- learn, learn the business side of it, okay. whatever it is that you want to do. Okay, cool. Uh, my, advice, my advice would be if you want to do this, then you need to take it deadly serious. And you need to think, okay, is what I did good enough? Does it look like it, like if I take this and put it on television right now and they not know the difference. Could I put this in the theater right now and they think, oh wow, this is a theater level production. Find people that have the same passion you do. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Ask questions, always learn and look it up. If you don't know something, look it up, find out the proper way to do everything. You're, I, 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 I um, do EEO and I always tell people that are uh, people of color, that when a person of color walks in the room, right, the first thing they think of, since we're speaking truth, is who here in this room is going to hold something against me because of my color, because of my nationality, because uh, I'm gay, or because whatever is going on with them right now, right? So you already already start at a deficit. So you can't afford any slip-ups. You can't afford not to put your best forward. And always push yourself and never, ever quit. And always know somebody's going to be quick to tell you what you can't do. Mm-hmm. Ah. People, losers ah. like company. They want to see you fail. Yep. Never quit. Always get back up. Always get back up. Never, ever, ever, ever quit. Yeah. If you've done everything you can do at the end of the day, mm-hmm. whether it goes your way or not, as long as you're true to yourself and you said, you know what, I've done everything I could do, 
that is success. That, that is, is not a failure. failure. That is success. What you do is you learn from that and you move forward. And like Derek was saying, you don't ever quit. Because you don't, in this, what I've learned in this journey, at least for me, um, is you never know who's watching. Sure. Right. Right. Just like what that favor that happened to you when you so happened to fall right into the, <laughs> into that, you know, Avenger. What God has for you. So mm-hmm. yeah. you're always in preparation. Um, yeah, right. my favorite, um, one of my favorite Bible stories is the story of Esther and the story of Ruth. Mm. I'm a woman, yes. you know. Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Both women were in some type of preparation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, Ruth prepared for Boaz by listening to Naomi. Yes, yes. Who yes. was the elder? Who told her what to do? How to yes. do it? How to serve this Boaz? How to work? Okay? Because mm-hmm. you got to put the work in. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, that's a whole other podcast about putting the work in. It just yes. don't fall out of the sky and woo! right. <laughs> you yeah, got exactly. to, right. yeah, you know, put the work right. into that. So to hear that truth from you guys and to bring it on home on a biblical stance is phenomenal for me because mm-hmm. a lot of people need to hear that, even if they don't believe or don't understand, they're gonna mm-hmm. we planted a seed of understanding that that kind of work is honor and it's honorable, mm-hmm. you right. know? And I want the young people, the young up and coming artists who are going to pay our social security. Okay. Right. I need right. y'all to be productive citizens right. of the right. United States of America because right. right. be taking care of me. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, want, I love going to movies. When we get out of COVID, we need to have new fresh faces and filmmaking and, 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 writing oh my gosh Derek mm-hmm. just to hear that you are a writer that means you are creating new stuff right and so I'm excited thank you so much for being on my podcast but before we end can you please talk about again the project at the CDCRC the nonprofit that I'm a part of and what you need again to get this uh, project to the next level okay I'll, 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 I'll touch on that go ahead what we're doing is we're doing a film. It's called The Wicked Breed. And we have a campaign, a seed and spark uh, campaign. And you can go to the website. And I think that it'll appear under here somewhere at some point. Yeah. The link and uh, go there. And what we're looking for is uh, people to uh, give us donations uh, and help sponsor this. Because we want to uh, get up to 25000 and beyond that to actually do this production. Um, we're probably going to end up getting about trying to get 75,000 to do the whole thing. But we want this campaign and we'll earn 25,000 so we can get the crew together. The movie's about, because uh, I, I, I like writing. So I wrote my first horror, and what I thought was, what do I like to see in horror? And I put all of it in there. It's evil versus evil versus evil. A couple that uses a gas station for a hunting ground uh, runs into a couple that's more dangerous than they are, and all of them end up in this house that has a curse upon it. And it all culminates in this house. And I also did was I took uh, something that was, you know, I told you I like to think about women to give them strong roles. Well, I did my research and in the 1800s, there was an affliction that was made up called hysteria that husbands used to use to have the women diagnosed with, oh, my wife has hysteria. Let me put her in a nut house. Yeah. So I 
do my own thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the story actually takes place in the 1800s where it starts, and then it jumps to the present. And that's where the curse starts in this house. And I guess I like to do my research when I do something. And the thing, when you talked about writing and creating, the best advice I got, and it was from Prince. I went to a sound check for Prince, and I was literally like about 10 feet away from him. And somebody asked him, they said, what new music do you like? And what Prince said was, I don't really listen to new music. If I want new music, I create it. So yeah. I said, I wanted some, something I see on TV. I want to see me on TV. I want to see what I like to see on TV. I'll write it yeah. and I'll create it. Yeah. And there's nothing better than we did Dark Iris and the other stuff we've shot. When you're sitting there and people are liking the dialogue, they're liking the storylines, they're laughing at it. And then it hit me. I, said, I wrote that. Creativity and love poured in. Believe in yourself. And you really can't be stopped because what do we always say? God's got us. God got God's us. Got us. Yeah. God's got us. Well, so. I applaud you. Congratulations on all your awards on mm -hmm. pushing through and creating this model in Ohio. Uh, thank you for being on my little podcast for now because oh, as great. you, I always, yes, I've done all these other business political community stuff but this is really my heart i love listening right. to others truth especially if it's going to bring value to me and others in the world so that's what truthfully speaking grace podcast is all about thank you gentlemen for taking time out on your very busy schedule we will put all your information on my website on the podcast as we are marketing in this and if anyone have any questions, we will have their information if you want to donate and give to this uh, crowdfunding for this phenomenal project that I and the CDCRC Inc. here in Dayton, Ohio has collaborated with. Thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate, we appreciate you, you very much. much. And as we grow, so shall you. You will come with us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm be the I want to be the heroine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be surprised. You may get tapped on the shoulder. <laughs> we put our people in everything. I can do that. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Jose and Derek. Bye. Bye. Oh, Thank thanks you. again, Gaither. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Much love.